Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Alright, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Razor Radio. I am Gabriel Moretti, taking them live. At the FanDuel Sportsbook, as the countdown is on, the New York Jets take on the Detroit Lions. It's the calm before the storm here at the book. And in fact, this is actually pretty much the quietest that we've seen it. You guys know uh, what we've done about uh, four shows now uh, from here. It'll definitely uh, pick up as the New York Jets and Detroit Lions are the first ones out of the gate. Of course, we've got the uh, Raiders and the Rams on the board here this evening. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio, and a million other uh, platforms, including we're, we're kicking it. we got a live uh, video feed uh, here. we got a live video feed. We've got the links up on our Twitter page. Uh, we'll have this synced up uh, with the Fantasy Sports Network uh, YouTube page in the coming uh, days. It's sort of a, uh, a newer addition. So listen, there's only so much we can do about the noise uh, here. We've got a bunch of degenerate gamblers uh, spending a Monday afternoon at the track uh, betting the ponies. And uh, we've got a couple of degenerate gamblers anxiously awaiting the start uh, of the NFL. I know, you know, I know that uh, it's all quiet here now, but probably right around like 6 o'clock, 6.15, there's going to be a fucking massive lineup. Or excuse me, I forgot about the, uh, the F-bombs. <laughs> My apologies. Do we have a seven-second delay? I'm so used to doing the shows on a video, and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't swear. Oh, I apologize for that. Well, there there we go. And I swear, look, this it's just a Sprite. It's just a Sprite. There, there's nothing else in it. You knew that was going to happen at some point. The game, the, game, uh, the game hasn't even started yet. All right, um, so the name of the show is Red Heat and Rage Radio. And uh, I'm Rage, so um, I don't know. Do we have uh, do we have the heat part yet? As I'm not really sure. I'm not. I'm not really sure. All right, now. Do you even have his number, uh, Zeng? <laughs> See, this is this is probably something that we should address. Is the producer should probably have one of the hosts' uh, phone numbers. <laughs> He's not on. <laughs> The producers say he's not on the phone list. He's the co-host. Okay, you know, like all right, we got to get, we got to start getting these guys' uh, numbers up on the wall. All right, listen, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna shoot you over his number in the, in the Gmail chat here. I'm getting sh- shaken down by landladies in two different cities. <laughs> I'm dropping nine dimes in Weehawk, and I got Toronto. Can you send me eighty dollars for the cable? It's like, yeah, 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 I'll send you $80 for the cable. All right, so I've got uh, 
So what, what's going on here? Oh, Cam has a, uh, a personal issue. That's not good. I haven't heard from him either. Send you a quick video. All right, so uh, well, there's it's always uh, it's always something. <laughs> we we hope uh, we wish Cam the best. You know, I didn't book any guests today because I figured, oh, it's the NFL, and we got Drew Dickmeyer coming on at six. So, holy crap! Well, we wish Cam the best. I guess if you got to do something, you know, we, we're gonna have to step up and do it ourselves. We're gonna start. We're gonna, we're going to have to start bringing on uh, some of these dudes. I don't know. There's a couple of dudes sitting here waiting for the football game. We're going to get their picks. Here's Mike Cardano in the chat. Yeah, I'm finding this out, uh, Mike. Man, I blame Corey Parson for this. Corey Parson said he was going to come down here, and if he would have come, it would have been all cool. I guess we're going to have to open up the phone lines. There's no choice. But uh, no, we've got a lot of NFL uh, stuff to get to. And listen, we haven't done Who Ruined uh, Who Ruined Your Sunday. We, we didn't do a Who Ruined Your Sunday a bit uh, yet. Now, to be honest with you, my Saturday was the one that was more ruined than anything else. We did okay yesterday. We did okay yesterday in the National Football League. But I'm still embarrassed uh, by Saturday's uh, picks. As you know, we got beaten down on Saturday. Uh, Penn State Pittsburgh was a horrible pick, but let's get into the National uh, Football League. Uh, Mike Cardano, his girlfriend's sister, took a turn for the worst. That's unfortunate. Yeah, she hasn't been uh, well uh, as of late. Well, that's that's kind of a curveball here uh, out of the gate. I've dropped an F bomb off the top of the program, and uh, and our co-host is at the, at the hospital. <laughs> it's a great. I don't know what it is, man. Every couple of days, there's like some sort of different, uh, you know, some sort of different situation in, in all of our lives. But uh, we all, my, our prayers with Camp. Camp's girlfriend's a very nice uh, girl, and uh, we know her sisters uh, had some issues as of late, some health issues. So we wish them, uh, we wish them the best. But. You know, what can we do? We, we'll talk about sports and uh, we'll talk about sports and uh, we'll move on. So, as I stated, we all know we're in the Las Vegas uh, Super Contest. And uh, that's why all I can afford is to eat Meadowlands Pizza right now because I dropped 1500 bucks to enter that contest and $1,000 to enter the Golden Nugget Contest. And I think the Golden Nugget Contest, we're already done. Yeah, what's up, Steve Wilson? Thank you. I'm a little thrown off. It's kind of the first time we've had a chat on the radio show here. So, you know, I'm in a sports book. If you're tuning in right now, you're like, what the hell's going on? Where are they? Where's camp? Listen, I'm in a sports book. We're at the FanDuel Sportsbook. We're at the Meadowlands. Uh, Cam, unfortunately, had a late family um, urgent situation to deal with. We'll get some guests on. We appreciate it. Yeah, we don't. And you know what, Cardano? You know, we don't need anyone to come down here or anything. But if we can get a guest on at 420 or 440, a Bluett or a Kurtz, talk uh, talk some football what's up spencer yeah i figured you guys would enjoy sort of getting a look of uh you know what the FanDuel sportsbook is all about as i say it's the calm before the storm uh right now and you can see i've got my uh, my pilot i'm ready to fly the jets uh here this evening so we're in the westgate uh, super contest and it's 1.7 million dollars to the winner 
So we're taking this seriously. And, you know, we've had some rough starts in this contest in the past. So, you know, we finished in eighth. The year we finished in eighth place, we actually went one in four <laughs> in week one, believe it or not. The horse players are getting rowdy back there. We actually went uh, we went one in four in week one. We were lucky to grind and, and come back. The last, you know, basically every week in week one, I suck. We suck. And we bury ourselves in a stupid contest. So it's actually an accomplishment. It's sort of like Andrew Luck, an accomplishment that he didn't get hurt. It's actually an accomplishment that, like, we didn't, we didn't tank in week one out of the gate already. So we had two wins. We were on the Cincinnati Bengals. That was a win. How about them Carolina Panthers? I was going to call Whale Capper and say, hey, you want to come on? And, uh, you know, you're uh, one, one game closer to owing me $500. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for putting that guy on the spot at the IFPC panel like that. If you didn't see the video, it's up on YouTube. Forbes, uh, Forbes Magazine called me the Stephen A. Smith of sports gambling after that video. So, I don't know, man. I wouldn't have put him on the spot like that, but I'm talking about how much I like the Carolina Panthers, and he basically started laughing at me. He started laughing. I said, all right, let's bet 500 bucks. So we just need seven and a half more wins. He's a good guy, though, so he's a good guy. I'm not, I'm not trolling troll him or anything like that. Cash, cash action bet says the Jets will lose by 10. Don't play the Jets. Well, cash action bets, that's why they're sports books for people like you with opinions that can go to a sports book and put your money where your mouth is. Do I see that Corey Parson will be joining me or Corey Parson's jogging here? <laughs> yeah, Corey's great. Me and Corey had a great time. Those six hours just flew by yesterday. What's up, Joe Kim? Uh, no, no, no ML. Maybe, yeah, we'll take a look at the MLB board after, guys. So let's talk some football. First things first, so as far as these games tonight, and I want to go through every game, we'll sort of go through the grades of all the teams in week one. Buffalo Bills, I don't know, what's the Bills grade for the Bills? A Z? I've been a Buffalo Bill fan, man, for 40 years. Yeah, I'm 48. I've been a Bills fan since I've been about seven or eight years old. And, like, really? Like, I'm not surprised that Buffalo has, like, one of the highest suicide rates in America. Like, like Really? Like, every damn year, it's just the same crap with this team. They're terrible. Corey at 420. Oh, it's Corey showing up here. Corey hopping in a taxi, a limousine. <laughs> What's up, Rad Rod? I did okay in the DFS. So, as far as this game tonight... As far as this game is concerned tonight, the New York Jets, I've talked about this a lot, guys, but let's get serious here, all right? Um, Matt Patricia is a clown. All right, number one, Matt Patricia shouldn't even... What, what has Matt Patricia ever done to warrant being a head coach? Why? Because he stood next to Belichick on the sidelines? You know, you look at the track record and the history of New England Patriot. You get a track record in the history of New England Patriot assistant coaches that have become head coaches, and none of them have been good. Like, who's the best one? Romeo Cornell? I guess Romeo Cornell, like, went 8-8 eight and eight or something like that. Maybe what Romeo, you know, Romeo Cornell's been around. Charlie Weiss was terrible. Uh, Josh McDaniels was a big bust. 
you look at yeah, Eric Mangini. Eric Mangini didn't suck, but he snitched. Uh, he snitched out the Pats, and he got blackballed. Yeah, Eric Mangini. You know, it goes to show. Like people talk about Colin Kaepernick being banned and about the racial aspect of it, and it's not true. Like the the NFL will ban you, like if if you just you sort of break their code. Like, look, Eric Mangini. What did he do? He basically reported that the Patriots are cheaters. Sorry, April. I see we got a big Patriot fan. April, great to see you guys. What's up, Mark? So, he basically just reported that the that the Patriots are cheaters. Look, man, dude's been blackballed forever. You know, Jim Fossil. Jim Fossil hasn't coached because he upset a couple of people. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's good enough to play in the National Football League, but he was too religious. <laughs> he was, you know, they were like, dude, man, you know, you're. they were like, this guy's a distraction. Like, they don't like distractions. That's the whole thing about about the uh, the NFL. So, anyways, Matt Patricia, you look at the Patriots' defense under Matt Patricia, I don't believe they were ever ranked higher than six. I just don't see like he has the credibility to be a head coach here. He doesn't. He doesn't. I'm not like, oh, Matt Patricia's gonna have a great game plan for tonight's game. I think Todd Bowles. I know what I'm getting for Todd Bowles. I'm getting a lunch pail coach, lunch pail team with the Jets here. And guys, the Detroit Lions. You want to lay seven points with the Detroit Lions? I know. I know. A lot of people are like, well, listen, it's the Jets. It's a rookie quarterback. It's on the road. Yes, it's a rookie head coach against Matt Stafford of the Detroit Lions. You know Matt Stafford has the worst ATS record out of any starting quarterback in the National Football League. He's only covered 42% of the games that he started in. Meanwhile, Sam Darnold's never not covered a spread before. <laughs> it's funny because I was I was never the biggest Sam. I thought, I thought Sam Darnold was a little overrated in college just because he's a big, tall kid. He went to USC. And I was like, man, I think people are overvaluing how good Sam Darnold is a little bit. He's not like the savior. And I remember even last year, he said, if the Jets are tanking for me, they're crazy. And, But to be honest, I like what I see from him. And I don't think, I don't think he's going to have any rookie jitters. Like, yeah, he might throw an interception, but not because he's a rookie. I mean, last time I checked, you know, veteran quarterbacks throw interceptions as well. I think the New York Jet defense can cause a turnover or two. And I sincerely believe that the New York Jet, and I, I look forward to talking uh, DFS with Drew Dinkmeyer about this. I sincerely believe that the New York Jet wide receivers are being underrated coming into this football game. I hear, and I look forward to talking to Corey Parson about this. My main man, Corey, is going to join us. Um, I look forward to talking about these wide receivers. And, you know, Inua, Inua was good two years ago when he was healthy. All right, um, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson had a great year last year. Terrell Pryor is is a speed burner. You know they've got guys that can make plays. They don't have a superstar, so you know me. I might be. I like the the wide receiver by committee is fine. When you just have a prima donna star wide receiver, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't play well, then you're kind of screwed. Like, look at A.J. Green and the Cincinnati Bengals. When when Tyler Eifert's not there and there's no John Ross and no Sanu, life is harder for him and Dalton. You look at yesterday, suddenly you got a healthy Tyler Eifert, you got John Ross who's contributing. 
You got Mixon out of the backfield, and suddenly Dalton's like throwing darts because he's got guys to work with. Man, the the, the horse players are going crazy. <laughs> yeah, I miss uh, <laughs> I I miss Cam because Cam would have loved this stuff uh, live from the Meadowlands Racetrack. Is uh, we're going to talk football. Corey Parson going to join us. We'll go through every NFL football game. I promise. All right, I'm going to be with you until seven o'clock Eastern. We're going to go uh, through the DFS lineups with one of the best in the business. And oh yeah, Daily Roto. Someone made a million dollars yesterday. A Daily Roto subscriber. We tell you all the time. You got to, dude. It's cheap. Million millionaire maker. Uh, Ready Eat and Rage Radio continues. Meadowlands. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Game time decisions. I am Gabriel Morenci, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio. We're getting a lot of heat because I took the pepperoni out of the sandwich this morning on Carton and Friends. Look, I'm eating pepperoni right now, all right? Everyone chill. These guys are nuts. I just ate a McDonald's breakfast this morning, and some psychopath sends a six-foot sub over. I've never seen a six-foot sub. The sub was so big, this sub was so big that the actual hotel, now, Studio 34 in, in Manhattan, Studio 34 in, in, in uh, Manhattan, it's in like an upscale, uh, very upscale hotel. And this submarine was so big, it was so big <laughs> that they actually complained that it wasn't brought into the building through the service elevator. <laughs> they, they were like, they were like, you can't. They they complained to Bones. They were like, yo, you can't come in, like move stuff in, and they, you know, we have guests in the hotel. It's a sub. It's like that's my lunch. It's a sandwich. To be honest, it looked like a coffin, didn't it, Corey? It was like a big long coffin. <laughs> Nah, you're right. It did look like a coffin. Like, you could have put a body up in that joint. But whatever, we took care of the remnants of it between us and the crew downstairs on the fourth floor. That joint is gone. I didn't even get a chance to get me a doggy bag, Gabe. No, man, those those kids, man, they you know, they don't get paid a lot. So they when they saw that, they, they, that was I. That, I was shocked, Corey. Because, <laughs> man, it went from being like this big six-foot, like, monstrosity 20 minutes, I, I fell asleep right after the carton show for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I dozed off, I woke up, and I'm like, damn, that whole thing's gone. It was just a couple of, like, leftovers already. No, nah, no, they went through that joint. They went through that joint real good, so you can forget about that. You know, any place I've worked, when they when they uh, have uh, food in studio, and after what's left over, they send it out to the break room or the newsroom area, they'd be like, let the rats have it. <laughs> That's the way it works. Yeah. Gabe, what's going on with you, my man? I was going to hit you up, send you an email. I ain't make it out to Jersey. I was going to see if you could put a ticket in for me. You know what I'm saying? You know, maybe I can. Maybe I can. But the problem is 
my budget is a little busted, depending on the size of the bet that you. Oh, uh, hey, 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 my, mine's is too, Gabe. So it ain't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, going to send you an email with a rack to put up. And then I get, you back. I get you back in the morning, Gabe. You can trust me. You work with me yeah, every day. So, yeah, yeah, no, that's all good. It's all good. Who, who did you want? Because well, maybe, see, uh, yeah, who, who do you at, want to lay down on? I'm look. I want to do a. I want to do a hit a two team parlay with the Lions and the Rams. I really wish I had the hook for the Lions, though. The Lions and the Rams. Yeah, see, yeah. I probably sh- I probably shouldn't say this sitting in a in a sports book, buddy. I think I'll just take that action. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, okay. What do you want on it? <laughs> entertainment purposes only, of course. Yeah. Entertainment purposes only for people tuning in. But I like the Jets, so yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Just yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk here. So yeah, this is why. Once again, and I know it sucked. You had to go back home. I fell asleep after the show this morning. I was all burnt out, but I didn't want to go back. Uh, back to the uh, the Meadowland Park view, and then come here, and then back and forth. So I figured, hey, why not just do the radio show here? But it's too bad. Cam got some uh, bad personal news. You know, his, his girlfriend and his sister's health not very good right before the okay. show. So we appreciate you stepping up on short notice. Oh, no doubt. I'm here for you. I got you back. Always good to talk with you. So we'll go ahead and rock and roll, get this thing all started, recap the weekend, look ready for what's coming up this week. You know, a lot of high stakes and a lot of shenanigans, you know what I'm saying, Gabe? So I'm feeling pretty good about the first weekend. I didn't really get the cash the way I wanted to, but you know what I'm saying? I was a, play, I was a team of two off, so I just got to figure it out next week. Now, I was just talking about, uh, I was just talking about the, the New York Jet wide receivers. And yeah, they suck. It seemed, so you just say they suck out of the gate. See, it seems like a lot of people, like, they don't have a star wide receiver. They, you know, they have a bunch of average guys, but... If you actually look at the numbers that these guys have put up, so you don't you do you think Anderson was just sort of a fluke last year? You don't believe it? Is Anderson a thousand yard guy again? No, you know, was it a little short last year, but nine sixty whatever? Is he a thousand yard guy? I think Anderson is a system play. I think he was in a system that benefited him, that benefited Josh McCown in the passing game, and I think the two of them got it going. McCown was good last year, I think, uh, and that obviously led to Anderson being good. Curse showed at times last year too. But I really think if Anuma was out there, Anuma would have stepped up and been that guy last year. I don't know what the Jet offense is going to be this year with this rookie quarterback. So, no, I'm laying. I'm laying I, I was off of Anderson on all my fantasy leagues, and I'm not really a guy to play him in DFS. Listen, he come out tonight and shine, and I could be dead wrong, but uh-uh, I want to see more from this New York Jet offense first. The prices are pretty short um, for, for the Jet wide receivers here tonight. So you mentioned Anuwa. Anuwa's back, and – Man, this this guy bald. He came out of nowhere and he got it done. Are you a fan of him? Yeah, I like a new one. He had that neck injury, took away all the last season from him. I think he's the better talented uh, uh, cat. That other year, when all uh, two years ago, when Brandon Marshall went out, Sun really stepped up and played well. Big physical wide receiver can get it done, can move the chains. I like him a little bit better than Anderson. Not to mention, I think Anderson's a nut job. All right, so Curse Curse probably not playing tonight, right? So Curse yeah, Curse, Curse is out. Be out. So what about Terrell Pryor? If you were playing one guy, you're playing one guy, would you go Robbie Anderson, Anua, or uh, Terrell Pryor and hope that you go deep and, and strike gold with Pryor on a bomb? i try to play Pryor. No, 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 not, not, not Pryor. I would go with Anua. I want the safe uh, action. I want the guy that's going to rack up the targets and get the majority of the looks. Currently, I think that can be Anua. Anderson obviously would be in play. 
as we, as we move further, I think a new one steps up. But as far as tonight, it'll be between a new one and Anderson, and I would give the slight edge to a new one because his price is probably cheaper. Give me some more options to get guys like Gurley in that lineup. Now, I got to believe the New York Jets, I don't think the Jets want to get into a shootout track meet no. with, uh, with the Lions. So I imagine the Jets are going to try to pound a rock tonight, man. That's, that's why I like them. I don't trust. Listen, Matt Stafford's a good fantasy quarterback. You know, he's a, you know, top 10, 12, whatever the hell he is every year. He's pretty much the same guy every year. But the Lions are pretty much the same team every year as well, uh, Corey. You know, you get Matt Stafford, and they're always like, oh, and another fourth-quarter comeback for Matt Stafford. Yeah, it's because they're always trailing. It's not like he's Joe Montana and he's leading them to comebacks in, like, Super Bowls. He's leading them comebacks and they're beating the Bears by three points when they're favored by seven. I, you know, like you said, we can always be wrong. I hate when people ask me, is it a lock? You know, for every for every lock, man, there's a freaking key. But I don't trust the, the Detroit Lions to, to cover a point spread in this range. I don't mind taking the Detroit Lions when they're seven-point underdogs or the Lions if they're three-point favorites, etc. But laying seven points, even against a rookie quarterback, you got a rookie coach as well. You know, I don't know, man. And <laughs> we'll see if the... We'll see if the Lions ever have a see, ground game with Carry on Johnson. And that's the thing. Anything. I think Carry on Johnson is is a back that can give them a ground game. That's what I really think. I think they get the ground game going with Carry on Johnson. I think it'll open up what they could do in the air with Golden Tate and MJJ Marvin Jones Jr. So I'm looking at a revamped different Lion team. Now, do I want to lay seven on that team in week one? No, but it is Monday Night Football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What else am I supposed to do? Just watch it? And I like yeah, it more that. than the Jets. I just wish I had the hook. Um, and then we got the Raiders tonight. Live movement. Um, you know, I was surprised the number didn't jump earlier. There's so much negativity about the about the Raiders, and everyone was mocking them last night with Killel Mack and that Mack attack. But these late Monday night games, Corey, when they have these double headers to open up the season. They often there's often upsets. You and I talked about that Minnesota yeah. San Francisco game this morning on Carton and Friends. Remember that was like one of the few games San Francisco won. I remember when Cleveland won a game a couple of years ago. It, it was um, it was early in the year uh, as well. You know, week one, bad teams can show up, right? Everyone's you know the the Raiders know everyone's laughing at them. I mean, Twitter tonight, Corey. Twitter's just waiting to blow up and mock Chucky Gruden tonight, bro. You know it. Oh, no, they, 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 they're going to love it, and they're going to have a good time with, with, with Gruden tonight. I guarantee you that 100%. But I'm looking at a team that a lot of people think is in the Super Bowl conversation. I think they want to come out, get a good start to their season. You see what the weapons on offense are, and I'm looking at the Raiders roster, and I'm like, who's the guy? Is it Money Lynch going up against Aaron Donald on that D-line? I don't think so. Derek Carr always been a notorious underachiever. Does Gruden turn that around in week one? I don't know. I think the Rams are, listen, I've been getting burnt by these, these road favorites all weekend. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to stop now <laughs> all the way in. You're, you're exactly right. That's the thing. That That's the thing with with the, the Raiders. We don't really know. I mean, they're, they're so aged right now. So Amari Cooper, I took him in a season long. And I wasn't in love with it. I wasn't going into thinking, oh, I got to get Amari Cooper. But I do think the Raiders are going to be playing from behind a lot. Now, we'll see what Jordy Nelson, for DFS purposes, Jordy Nelson is pretty cheap tonight. 
So we'll see yeah. what he can bring to the table before he gets hurt, which inevitably he will, um, you know, down down the stretch. But what are you expecting from our Amari Cooper uh, this year? I mean, he he looked good in his rookie year. Then he started dropping balls. And then he last year he showed up and he was all ripped and massive and stuff, but he still kind of dropped balls. And quite frankly, Crabtree sort of became the number one guy. Crabtree was just better than he was. Now it's up to Cooper again, but I wonder either Cooper sort of becomes who we think he can become, or maybe Jordy Nelson, if he stays healthy, becomes that go-to guy uh, for them. Do you think Amari Cooper actually steps up this year and becomes like a, a top-flight wide receiver, or is he just is who he is? I'm going to go with the, the younger, more talented player who's already worked with Derek Carr and Amari Cooper. I think this kid can be a breakout wide receiver this year. I think the situation dictates where he's going to be the number one with the team playing from behind a lot, so he get a lot of targets in, in that offense. Listen, this kid is, what, 23 years old? So I still think there's some insure, uh, improvement and maturity to go with his game. I like Amari Cooper from a season-long standpoint. I think he bounces back, puts up a good year, and I think he just continues to grow with this offense as they move along in the Gruden era. Now, the Rams are interesting, as you mentioned. I think the Rams are Super Bowl, real Super Bowl contenders for real. You remember that game last year? It was the game that Carson Wentz got hurt in. It was a great game, like 38, 35, whatever it is. To me, the Rams and the Vikings are right there. I always thought the Packers were a little overrated. Uh, you know, don't tell that to Chris Collinsworth, but that's another story. Um, the Rams, man, they're so freaking loaded. I, I like the Rams in reality a lot, but for fantasy purposes, they have so many weapons, and that's what makes them so good in reality, uh, Corey. I mean, you've got to stack. Basically, if you don't stack the box, Todd Gurley is going to, you know, he's going to pick up 4.6 yards or whatever. So if you don't stack the box, Gurley's going to kill you. You want to creep up and start, you know, pinching in a little bit, then boom. You know, they've got so many weapons that they can throw to. Cooper Cup is a PPR, you know, receiving machine. Robert Woods, i got to give it to Robert Woods. I thought they overpaid Robert Woods when, when they paid him out of Buffalo. And Robert Woods has become very, very steady. And I've been, I've been pumping Cooks' tires, so I hope he makes me look good tonight. And I think he will. And let me look up how much he got, Corey. Brandon Cooks, because they gave him some fat money, actually. Like, they rolled out the red carpet. We're glad to have you. Here's a bunch of money. You don't do that unless you're going to feed this guy the football a little bit. I like Brandon Cooks tonight, and I'm going to roll the dice with him tonight in DFS, and I I have Cooks on a couple of season-long teams, too. Yeah, no, I got Cooks in a spot tonight, too, where um, I got him in the lineup. League is already won, but hopefully he can add an extra little thump to it. You know what, what he does for this offense, Gabe? You already mentioned it. He's going to take that extra defender out the box and let Gurley run wild. Now, with that being said, also, you're not going to pay a decoy $16 million per season. So, I do think Brandon Cooks gets some over-the-top looks. I think tonight's a good night to roll him out there with this two-game slate. So, I'm a Brandon Cooks supporter. Do I think he's going to blow up and be a wide receiver one this year? No, I don't. No, no. But he's going to put up – he could put up some nice numbers. and He'll be the Cooks- same as he was in New England last year. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm a little bit worried about because when he was with New Orleans, Corey, he wasn't just a, like, vertical run straight down the field, we're going to throw you a bomb guy. They moved him around a bit, and in New England, he, they sort of forced him into that role. You know, and he never got a chemistry going. And the thing is, Brady's not a very great deep deep passer, um, actually. And, you know, I'm looking at his contract right now. Five-year contract extension through 2023. 
$80 million. He's on the books for $88 million over the next six years. You don't do that unless you really like the guy and want to get him the football. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, but it does help out what they try to do offensively. Listen, they got the quarterback on a rookie contract. You know what that means. It means that they're going for it. Now is the time to go ahead and strike. And I think they do have a good shot this year. I just, when you look at his numbers from last year, I think it's more in tune with what he will be because I look at I look at Cooper Cup, I look at Todd Gurley, I look at those players, maybe even Robert Woods as dudes that are going to be more of a foundation in this offense. So, uh, maybe the numbers are a little bit better than he had with the Pats last year, but not extremely better. So, it's week one NFL, and man, there was a lot of carnage. Injuries and crazy stuff happening. One of the things that stuck out to me, Corey, we talked about a little bit about it this morning on the show, was the first ever score, 48-40. It's kind of strange. Like they played, They've been playing NFL football for a long time. They've never had a final score, 48-40. Like, I had to do a triple take with that. And it's true. You'll see it out there. An NFL game, guys, had never ended 48-40 before in the history of the NFL, before the Bucks and the Saints yesterday. But I was thinking about it. The two-point convert hasn't been around forever, right? So we, have, we sort of have different final scores. There's not the same key numbers, Corey, as there used to be. Teams used to miss an extra point now and then. But now you got the crazy twos and stuff. But you figure freaking once a score would have been 48-40, man. <laughs> yeah, you said it for you said it. They played. They've been playing football for a long time. I was absolutely shocked when you said that earlier. That's a wild one right there. 88 points scored in that game, which you know it was. You know, I'm not wasn't expecting that. But for the NFL to never have a 48-40 score, I, I'm floored to hear that. And I cannot believe. 48-40, all right. It doesn't even sound that weird, but the the Ravens, the Ravens beat the Bills yesterday, 47-3, and that was only the second time in NFL history that a five that a game ended 47-3. I can't believe that. It's amazing. It was, it's like, of course, the Bills yeah, have to be involved. I'm about to say <laughs> your Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, a part of that one right there. Another one, you would think that every score exchange in NFL history has already been uh, done, any numbers that you can have, but apparently not. 47-3, that was a beatdown, though, Gabe, and I, and, I, and I hated to have to watch that with you. I oh, yeah, well, I, yeah, well, I stopped watching. Unfortunately, I didn't put a lot of money on it or anything like that. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't stupid, but yeah. I, feel like an, I feel like an idiot that I didn't, uh, I didn't just keep Baltimore as a survivor pick. That, that kind of sucked, but... No, I used yeah. Tennessee, which sucked. Oh yeah, Ted. What well, that was a weird game too, man. Look at it up. Longest game in the in the history of the NFL, Corey. Yesterday, that one. We have first scores. Longest games ever. Not only was that wild because of the longest game, but since when do we stop playing football because it's raining outside? It happens every damn week, Corey, in college. It's always like six games, man. All right, we'll take a quick break. We're kicking it with Corey Parson. Dinkmeyer will join us later. We're live in the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. Game time decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morancy, the fantasy exec, kicking it with us here in for Cam Stewart on short notice. So we appreciate it. Uh, but Corey, Corey's feeling good, man. Hey, Corey, my Rageaholics are showing you some love. You see, you're picking up fans. Yeah, no, I see that. Shout out to the Rageaholics. Definitely uh, glad to have them down, you know what I mean, with the fantasy executive. Glad to be able to make their acquaintance, Rageaholics, showing me love. I like it. I like it. I saw some love on Twitter, too, and I'm starting to pick up some more followers. All of them say they're handicappers, so I figure they came from you. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, lot of handicappers on Twitter now. <laughs> it's like fantasy experts. A lot, a lot of uh, there's a lot, a lot of experts. Of them too. A lot of experts online. All right, so let's uh, let's go through each game right now. Quick sort of grades, looking at the teams quickly. With, let's uh, let's take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Brown game, in which this is what's amazing to me. And we're talking about how the crazy the crazy things that happened in the NFL in Week One this week. So we talked about first ever time that we had a game that finished forty eight forty. Only the second time ever somehow that a game finished 47-43. I don't know how that's possible. All right, the Cleveland Browns. So this makes sense, though. The Cleveland Browns forced six turnovers in a home game and didn't win. The last yeah. team the last team to do this was in 2007. Since 1988, NFL teams are 97, 97 wins, two losses, and one tie if they force six turnovers or more in a home game. And yes, that tie is the Cleveland Browns. It it's unbelievable. The Cleveland Browns. Ninety-seven teams out of a hundred, literally, out of ninety out of a hundred, literally a hundred hundred times this has happened. Ninety-seven of them won the game, except the Cleveland Browns. Like it's that's like fitting. a three percent chance, like of screwing it up. Like you got a ninety-seven percent chance win rate, and you lose still. Even yesterday with the block field goal, like. Yeah, they tied, but it's kind of pathetic. Like, they just can't win a damn game, Corey. <laughs> nah, Hugh Jackson's definitely on the clock. He's on the HOT seat. You got to figure out a way to get a W in this first month of September. And I think they will get that done. A lot of good young pieces on this team. But listen, you have to get that win yesterday when you fight to get back in that game and tie it. Like you said, Pittsburgh was basically trying to give you the football game. No Le'Veon Bell. You know, the kid Connor did well. And the turnovers. Not a good look for uh, the Cleveland Browns to start the season, but definitely not a good look for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do you um, – it's amazing. You look at T.J. Watt. I mean, you're all fantasy, Corey, fantasy, fantasy. There's guys on the defensive side of the football too. Yeah. <laughs> so, know. you know, my boy, there's a guy in the chat actually, my boy Kyle. Uh, he's a smart fantasy guy. He was actually – he's actually in a fantasy league. I don't know if you ever played in a season long like this where – he needed to draft, like, six defensive players and stuff. Like, they added a tackle, like, how many tackles you get, interceptions. And he did that when we were in Vegas. And, man, that's a hard – that's hardcore to do, dude. <laughs> when yeah, you're busting out a, linebackers and stuff. Yeah, I've done a couple of those leagues before. Not really my style. Not really my thing to play with individual defensive players. It makes the game a little bit too crazy. I want to simplify it and take the luck away so – I really don't play in too much IDP. And a lot of the high-stakes companies don't offer IDP, so I really don't have to worry about it. All right, so the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, unbelievable. I was, I was talking about J.J. Watt's brother, T.J. Watt. Yeah. Dude had four sacks yesterday. He might be, Beast. like, he might turn out to be better than J.J. Watt is. Like, honestly. He might be better. Like, he, he might he, be as good, if not better. He probably is right now, J.J. Watt, on the downside of his career. And the T.J. White uh, looks like he's ascending. When it's all said and done, 
you know, J.J. will probably still be the man. But I do like the fact that um, that uh, T.J. Watt is playing very well, so that's what's up. It's amazing, Corey. <clears throat> See, unlike Carton, I'll have your I'll have your back more on these things. Like, <laughs> J.J. Watt gets a GoFundMe page. It's other people's money, and he raises like 40 million bucks, and, you know, they act like, ah, oh, J.J. Watt gave all, he's like the greatest guy ever. Remember, LeBron opens up some schools, and he gets hate for it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, no. Like, like you said, it's, it's other people's no, money. People don't see that, yeah. yeah like, you know yeah, what else? I'm not saying J.J. Watt's not a good guy, but they're like, oh, J.J. Watt, he gave $60 million. No, he didn't. <laughs> he told a bunch of chicks on GoFundMe that like him and think he's cute to, to donate money, and they did, and that's great. But it's not like, you know, he donated $40 million. I know he puts <coughs> initially some up. He's going to get the credit for it. Now, now, now listen. Now, here's the thing also. When the, when, the, when they had What's that horrible that? school shooting what, down Carton's in. Carton's calling in right now? <laughs> yeah, we're going to get the big homie on Is here. Is Carton on hold so, right now? Put him on the line. Yeah. Oh, what's so, up? What's uh, up, Carton? I was going to take a nap, but then I turned on the uh, the radio and I hear you guys. Did I miss the memo? Are we doing a show today together that, yeah, yeah, that so, I, I'm unaware of? What's going on? There's all, there's all kinds of backroom deals going on, Carton. I just think I hear I hear Gabe. I hear Corey. Uh, Michelle's probably showing up next after eating burgers with bones. I'm like, where the, I, missed the, I, I get a lot of emails. Did I miss this one? <laughs> no. No, no, you didn't. Corey was gracious enough. Unfortunately, listen, I'm at the sports book. And, of course, Corey said he was going to come with me, but he didn't, right? So <laughs> I, I, I came alone. I'm here doing the show. Unfortunately, our boy, our co-host, uh, Cam Stewart in Toronto, his sister's girlfriend's not uh, not well. She took a turn for the worse. Uh, last second, he went to the hospital. Yeah. So uh, um, Corey needs the money. So when Cardano <laughs> called, he's like, oh, yeah. he goes, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, he, so he, I was going to say, there's, there's, uh, I love Corey, but he ain't being gracious. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, either, he's either got nothing else to do, which is most likely, or B, someone said, here's 100 bucks. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's not doing this for free. Yeah, it's not like, yeah. And not only so not, here's, what I think, here's what I think should happen. I think um, based on the, the show that you and Cam typically do, and the one that we talk about a lot, I think Corey should make this very real. Whatever he's making for today, and you don't have to say the amount out loud, I think you should put whatever they're paying you to fill in for Cam today, you should tell us who you like in any one of the two games tonight, and you should put today's salary on one of those games right now. Well, that's the thing, okay. and that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and that's it. He Not only does he not come with me, now he, he asks me, he's like, hey, uh, can you put a bet in for me as long as you're I there? Heard. I'll get you in a I heard him. <laughs> I heard, and by the way, that's like the old Popeye thing. I'd gladly pay you tomorrow for a hamburger today. That's not how it works. <laughs> so I'm just hey, going to offset. I don't know what his cash app is. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just set it. I'm just going to put out a number out there. And please, dude, it's no one's business. It's your money. But let's just assume that they're paying you, I'm going to say, 100 bucks. So who are you uh -huh. putting the 100 on in the first game, Jets-Lions? I'm going I'm putting $100. Listen, I wish I had the hook, but I'm putting $100 on the Lions. I don't think the Jets come out rookie quarterback on the road. I think the Lions go ahead. I'm laying the seven with the Lions. I wish it By was the way, you got Gabe, Gabe's there. He'll get the hook for you. So let's just make it six and a half because you want Detroit. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then six I think you should half. make it an if-then bet. If you win that bet, you should roll it into the late game. And who you like in the late game? In the late game, I'm going to go with the Rams. I'm going to hop right on the Rams. I think this is a team with Super Bowl aspirations. Good. They get a dog in uh, in Oakland, even though Gabe now makes Your new nickname's going to be Co Corey Chalk. You're laying the chalk. You're Corey, Corey Chalk, <laughs> your favorite guy. Your favorite better, Corey Chalk. 
I, listen, I was on the Bears last night. I was on um, – listen, it doesn't make a difference what I was on. The bottom line is the Los Angeles Rams going to get it done. They'll cover that nut. They'll cover that number tonight. The Rams. They'll go ahead and they'll lay that. The only thing Corey was on last night was a girl named Bertha. <laughs> she liked it too. <laughs> so, so you like you like the Jets tonight, right, Carton? You're feeling it. Yeah. You're a Jet fan. I, I can't listen. I'm I'm a but Jet you, fan. You don't I, bet with your heart, though. You don't pick with your heart. No, I would take. I, I have. I like the Jets with the points, uh, and uh, I, I say that because. I think the the Jets have not thrown the ball deep once in the preseason with Darnold, so I can't expect them to suddenly throw it more than 20 yards down the field frequently. Of course, they got to do it a couple times. And I think if I'm the New York Jets, uh, starting a rookie quarterback on the road, I'm going to run the ball 40 times tonight. And I think you're going to see a lot of – you'll see some dump-offs, some swing passes. You'll see that yeah. patented, lousy Eli Manning, you know, quick slant type of crap. Uh, and I think they're, they're – you know, I think if, if from a, just a Jet perspective opening on the road against a team that has a legitimate, you know, quarterback in Matthew Stafford, regardless of what his against the spread record is, I'm going to try to shorten the game. And the only way to do that is to try to run the ball, which means uh, Crowell and uh, Powell are going to get, you know, combined, you know, 30 carries plus. You know, you mentioned that uh, that quick slant sort of sidearm going nowhere play. The Buffalo Bills did that like 13 times. Let's throw the ball <laughs> yeah, sideways. Yeah, yeah. Let's throw the Giants have it. the Giants have patented that, and I think you do that. Listen, if you have a breakaway game speed type of guy like OBJ, just get him the ball, and you hope he makes one guy miss and he's off to the races. But you know, the other reason teams do that is that they're just not comfortable or confident either in their offensive line, which is certainly the Giants' case, or because you got a rookie quarterback, so you don't want him to have to think. The longer they stay in the pocket, the more they think. The more they think, the less good things happen. So I guess we got good timing. Bones sent out. I saw the email. So I guess Amorosa dropped another. Uh, she dropped another tape. Yeah, oh, she, she put did. out another. She put out another tape. Uh, it's all over the news right now. It's not as incendiary as the last one, but we're gonna have uh, Omarosa Amorosa on the show tomorrow. <laughs> we got uh, Terry Bradshaw later this week. Jerry Rice later oh. this week, and we're doing what we did. Oh, Terry Bradshaw. I hear, wait, wait, I hear the. I hear the bugle. I hear yeah, the you bugle. Like <laughs> you like that? Six minutes to post. What's going on? Who do we like? <laughs> yeah, you know, Carton, I'm wondering where my life, uh, the direction my life is taking as a 48-year-old grown man eating Meadowlands pizza, Lay's chips, and uh, pounding a Sprite back. And, you know, you got to think of the type that, of people that's that are where the track. You're, like, when I handicap your life, that's the best part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the problem for you is the fact that you're staying in a uh, $39 an hour motel near the Holland Tunnel. That's that's where your life went south, not what you're doing right now. You're living the dream right yeah, now. Yeah, this is actually, yeah, this is this this in the shows is actually the best part. The best part yeah. is we got a video chat going. The other night, I was the same thing. I was eating a pizza, drinking a Sprite, and someone was like, man, I'm, Marenzi just lives an awesome life. He's at the sports book <laughs> eating pizza, drinking a Sprite. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting here thinking, somebody shoot me now. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, at least there's nobody, there's nobody nagging you to come home. So you got that going for you. Yeah, that's, that, that's good. So um, I look forward to tomorrow. Carton, we're having a great time uh, on the show. I, I enjoy, uh, enjoy kicking it uh, with you guys. And, man, sounds like we got some great guests coming up this week. Yeah, and I'm not a big guest guy, but um, I know Jerry Rice uh, real well for a long time, so always happy to have him on. Terry Bradshaw's a quick hit. We're going to play a little game with him called Five Questions in Five Minutes, and that's it. That's all we're going to give him. And uh, with Amorosa, 
who the hell knows? I have no expectation of how that's going to go. But uh, you know, we'll, we we'll should go, we'll go at it. You know, it'd be good if we like sort of um, we switch the questions up. Everything we want to ask Omarosa, we throw it like uh, at Terry. <laughs> what about the Trump <laughs> tapes? Just what about the Trump <laughs> tapes? Is he going to get impeached? And then boom, with Omarosa. What about Le'Veon Bell and the contract situation? <laughs> what about Mike Tomlin? Yeah. Yo, there we can either make everything race based with her, or just go at it because how could you get like my thing with her is how could anyone in her life ever like even have dinner with her and not think that she's recording everything that happens? Like, you know, you can't be friends with somebody <laughs> like that. You no, know, you and, and the way we live our lives, I know for a fact that three of us. We can't be in the same room as her. Let alone no, have dinner fooled. with her. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen. It's going to be happen. Well, that's uh, just after 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. I'm a Rosa. Should be interesting. As, you know, who knows what, like, what direction she's going to take it. <laughs> right? Is well, she going to yeah, be we're friendly? Make a point. We're, we're, Is she going to be We're angry? not going to ask her... We're not going to ask her if she thinks Serena Williams got screwed. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know oh, she man. did. You know, and I just no, know, crack, bro. Crack, crack, the chat's going to blow up, man. Oh, yeah, they're they going to come for your boy. I'm glad we got Serena out the way today and we can move past that. As far as Omarosa, I don't got no, I don't, I don't got no love for Omarosa. Well, listen, I like the Jets and the Raiders, so we're diametrically opposed. So like Gabe said half hour ago, if you need somebody to take it, the action from you, no rake, all good. No <laughs> yeah, entertainment purposes only. Exactly. No, no. Yeah, big. exactly. Yeah. No big. Love it. All, all right. Well, enjoy. Great, I'm great listening stuff, in and I'm enjoying it. All good. Yeah, great stuff, Carton. All right, we'll see you in the morning, bro. He said, Craig, Craig Carton joins us. And you know what? I think Carton was just, he was a little bit, like you said, he turns on the radio. He's going to, you know, th he's thinking Michelle's going to roll in here. and But that's not the case because. Michelle never calls me. I don't know if she calls you. And maybe her and Bones go out to lunch and have some sort of, you know, they go jogging together and stuff. But I'm not getting, I'm not getting no invites or calls. Are you, Corey? I don't know anything about no, that. No, no, I mean, she'll send a text every now and then, you know what I mean? Nothing spectacular. But, no, I have not been to no, I have not been on no two-person lunch dates. Oh, that hasn't happened for me yet. So, you know, we'll see where it goes, but I'm quite sure everything is above board. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. It's a, it's a business, yeah. business relationship. Of course. She tweets me sometimes, or she'll retweet me. Oh, really? Me yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. that, Yeah, that, that's a start. That, while, that's she's a start laying, while she's laying out, she'll go ahead and throw you a retweet. Look at that. Yeah, no, exactly. It's nice to know. Well, at least she's, she's thinking of me, but uh, I'm very So we're going to get her homegirl in studio post well, That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like that's and, and, you know, the deal, right? If she's so not shy and she's willing to let us, who are complete strangers, like touch her new breasts, yeah, and you know, at least that's what I heard. Then Michelle's like, "Well, no, I didn't say that. You said you could look at them." No, <laughs> no, I remember the exact the exact words were, "No, no, she doesn't have a problem." Yeah, you guys can come for a, a touching party. Yeah, and, okay. yeah. So, but I think at this point we should just bring her on the show, right? I mean, it's up to Carton. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If, yeah. if if he doesn't want her, we'll bring her on Sunday show, Corey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come watch football with us while we drink beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, like if... That's going to go over real well. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. Nah, good times this past Sunday, though. I thought that was a good look. 
we had a couple couple hundred people in the chat room with us watching the games and watching us. So I think that's only going to continue to grow. And um, hey, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied. I like the way the season has started. I just got to hit on some of these joints. And tonight is my bounce back. Let's go Jet, let's go Lions, and let's go Los Angeles Rams. Sean McVay, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Matt, Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Um, you think he's a fraud, going- don't you? I really do. I, I don't know. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, so sort of biased. Oh, yeah, you know? that's true, but too. You don't, you don't have any Jets, though, do you? You don't like the Giants, right? You don't like the Giants. I despise but you don't have, the like, New York. Yeah, you despise the Giants. Yeah. I would, to be honest with you, I would say that if I, I would say I'm going to catch heat for this, but I would say that the New York Jets are my AFC team. I don't have no beef with the Jets. Of course they are, because. They're sort of the nemesis of the Giants, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't, Jet fans don't like the Giants either, except for Craig. But Craig is a two a two team guy in the city. You know what I mean? He likes yeah, the Knicks what? and the that's, Nets. That's old, the yeah, Jets that's old and the Giants, the Mets that's old, and the Yankees. Actually, that's like old school guys that used to be like that, where they liked all the local teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, when I lived in Los Angeles, Corey, and I lived in Hollywood, and I lived in L.A. in the late '80s into the early '90s. It was a Dodgers town, but people like the Angels, too. It was like, yeah. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can pick it up, but the horse players are getting pretty uh, crazy back there. Level two, game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're kicking it live in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Yeah. Countdown is on, New York Jets, Detroit Lions. A little more than two hours away from kickoff. We've already played a piece of the New York Jets plus seven. We also played a teaser with the New York Jets teased up to plus 14. And uh, the Rams. Although, you know what? Line, I think the Rams. That line just the, moved. Yeah, is the Rams up to five and a half now, Corey? The Rams. I'm looking at the Rams at six right now. The Rams, the Rams are Rams now at, up to six. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm looking the at the public. Rams at six right now. I knew the this was going to happen. really coming in on the Rams. Man, can you hear, can you hear the, the, uh, the old man going crazy about the, the races in the back here? I hear it. My uncle was a big time, big time, big time sitting OTB for eight, nine hours. But cats really don't do that no more, at least not in my neighborhood. No, they do. They still do it out here. Yeah. I'm amazed. Listen, there's that, normally the sports book, there's actually. What's the average age of those those horse racers, though? Those horse race fans. What's the average, the average age? The average age of those guys in the horse book are probably, I'd say, 55 to 60. Yeah, you see? Six, 65. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Really I don't really rock with cats that's on that horse joint. 
No, this sports book has brought young people. Like this, the for like yeah. On Saturday, on Saturday nights here. Look, you've been here when it, when it's busy during the night and stuff. They've never, there's, you know, there's a whole new clientele of base that they've never had here before. Now yeah. we're in the. There's there's actually two. I didn't realize about this place, but there's actually there's like another there's another place in this in the Meadowlands here. There's like two FanDuel sportsbooks. This is sort of the bar. There's actually a more, it's actually darker and more Vegas-like. It's like in, it's in this room down the hall from here. But the thing is, it's very, very dark in there. And, and the, the Wi-Fi sucks in there as well. Okay. Suppos, supposedly this room that we're in has the best Wi-Fi. And I don't know, we're right beside the bedding window. And it's yeah. nice and bright and spacious. Uh, you upstairs here, so. or you downstairs? We're downstairs. Okay, so you're downstairs by that by that uh, betting window over there. So on the other side, that Victory Lounge, that's where it exactly. goes Exactly. Huh? The Victory yeah. Lounge, yeah, yeah, the Victory Lounge. The thing with the Victory Lounge is there's only a few tables in there, and it's dark yeah. as hell. So it's nice in there, though. Like I said, I, I didn't know. I had a couple of drinks in there the other night. I'm an idiot. I've been sitting out here for like uh, two weeks. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I thought the Victory Lounge was just like a betting kiosk. Like, I looked inside. I didn't see behind the windows that they're, you know. Anyways, I didn't see there's a full room. So, all right, let's let's keep talking about these NFL games. Maybe we'll squeeze in a couple of phone calls uh, as well. Um, Van Fob in the chat says, I need a smoothie uh, stat. No, you know what? I'm doing the smoothie. I'm doing the McDonald's smoothies in the morning. I, in the morning, yeah, I saw that. How's that yeah. going for you? Well, I don't know. I don't really. Do you think, is McDonald's really putting real fruit in that stuff, you think? I don't know. I, I'm not a smoothie guy. I didn't. I and it was see. I saw you drinking it, and I was like, I ain't think Gabe was a smoothie guy either. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I like frozen but, cartons. I like the I'm frozen in, carton, not the smoothie. I'm incredibly unhealthy, Corey. So I figured the smoothie. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> clean you up for clean you up for a few hours, <laughs> dude, man. The place I'm staying right now, Corey. Literally, it's on the side of the road in North Bergen. Yeah. There's a there's a Taco Bell and a Wendy's. And the and Wendy's, that's how I know. The Wendy's is further than the Taco Bell, so I've never actually went to the Wendy's. I've eaten Taco Bell like four days in a row, man. And it's You know what's so crazy about that game? I was just at that Wendy's not Saturday, just past. So eight <laughs> days ago, Saturday, I was just at that Wendy's. Now let me tell you about that little stretch right there. Yeah, so why were you little... there? How did you end up there? I was coming back from um I, I went with my mom. To the uh, to the uh, to the Walmart out out there, and on the way back, I'm like I'm hungry, and we stopped at that Wendy's right there. But that whole strip has a lot of hotels, right? On that whole strip, I call it like so. My uncle, God bless his soul, whenever you couldn't find him on a Friday or Saturday night, he was in one of those hotels. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's why yeah. I knew exactly what those hotels are that you're talking about over there, because he was a regular patron. Patreon of those establishments. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny, too. The place Tell I'm them to staying... get you that Hampton Inn across the street from the book over there. Tell them to put you in that joint. Yeah, you know what? I really missed out on this. And I don't know where my boy is, actually. Um, Bob was just in here a minute ago. He was telling me he was busting my balls the other night when we were here. Because I was like, man, I'm going back and forth all the time. And everyone said, man, you're here so much. Why don't you just move into the Hampton Inn across the street? You Except go. you know, they were they were charging like three hundred a night uh, over the weekend because oh. the the Giants were playing right. They're it's home, ideal, yeah. man. You get these visiting giant, you know, people are Jag fan, whatever people from out of town that are Giant fans or the visiting fans. 
pretty ideal for them with the the hotel right on the you know across the street from oh, the stadium. Oh yeah, so they right? jacked up, they jacked the prices up on them joints, which should be illegal. But that's exactly what they do. They jack the prices up. They price gouge you when you come to the New York City area when one of yeah. those football games are going on. And this this week is Fashion Week too in Manhattan. So everything's like like the hotel where we're at and where the studio's at. It's like seven hundred bucks a room, man. Yeah, well, yeah, that that this, the hotel where we're at is ridiculous. You can forget about that. You got to have big money. You got to have Michelle Serpico money to stay at that hotel. You notice, you notice, like most of the guests in that hotel are pretty douchey, real, real snooty type. Yeah, like real snooty nice, type. Yeah. You can tell like the wide-eyed tourist that's you know smiles and stuff. But yeah, man, like in the lobby and stuff, man, I'm always getting like looks from some dickhead oh, yo, in like some suit. You think- Oh, you too. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, can you, you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. You think you getting looks? Imagine some of the looks I get coming up in that man in, in that high class Manhattan hotel. Yo, one day I got one day the elevator went up. I was on the elevator with somebody. I thought I guess I hopped in the wrong elevator, looking <laughs> to get off at five. The elevator goes all the way up to like the thirty second floor or whatever. So then I got to get back downstairs. So me and this little older white lady, we on the elevator. The doors open up. And me and her get off together, and I'm telling you, she almost had a legit heart attack. When I went to go push the button to go back downstairs, Gabe, she grabbed her purse. And I'm like, lady, I don't want your purse. I don't want that $40 in your purse. She's she's not from New York. She's like, oh, my God, I'm getting robbed New York style in an elevator for real. And an elevator in Midtown Manhattan with a camera on it. I'm going to stick your ass up. Get out of here, lady. I know stupid elevators, man. It happened to me. I got stuck in a hotel. There's no buttons. You guys, people don't realize it's one of these elevators that want to keep people out so there's no buttons inside yeah so court man you're kind of helpless like once you're oh in yeah there, like you said like there's nothing you, guys there's no button to hit right like you're at the mercy of the elevator <laughs> nah there's no way to stop it on 10 and then you know i get off and go back down no i'm with this lady and as, as the elevator's going up i'm like this lady's gonna this lady's gonna do a number two on herself when i get off this elevator with her <laughs> that's gold that, that's gold all right so uh cory parsons that uh, kicking it was so the We're staff is kind of uh, snooty, too. The staff is kind of snooty, too, Gabe. We're in the lobby. And now the lobby staff is cool. You know, they put the, you know, they put the, they put the big boys, they put the dogs down in the lobby. But when you come upstairs, some of the restaurant staff and stuff like that, they can be very snooty. Yeah, yeah. One of the chicks gives me a look uh, every morning. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just, I just sort of, I just sort of ignore them. Hey, we'll move on. But I liked it better when it was the the they were rocking more before. It was it was more a party atmosphere, like you said, it's more uptight uh, recently. Yeah. So, so James Conner gets it done. Le'Veon Bell, listen, Le'Veon Bell's going to be back. He'll, I, you know, is he going to be back this week? Maybe that was my prediction that he'll miss a game and then he'll come back. The fact, listen, James Conner. James Conner ref rushed for 131 yards, Corey. We've seen it before. We saw it with D'Angelo Williams. They just have a good offensive system. They have good wide receivers, so it opens up. They have a good offensive line. It opens up for the running back. Doesn't mean that Le'Veon Bell's not a great player as well, but I would, if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers, I really would trade him. I no, really it's time would. time to move him. The O-line is talking trash about him. You know, it's going to be tough for him to go back in that locker room. This organization has kind of turned the city against him. Connor's the man now. You see how the O-line reacted when Connor scored his first touchdown. They were trying to send Le'Veon a message at that time. Just move him. Cut all ties. You had every opportunity to pay him. It got close. Yes, I get it, but it didn't happen. Let somebody else. You don't want to step up and do the right thing. Let somebody else do it. 
All right, so speaking of that, Nate Peterman, five-interception game last year. I defended this guy. I'm like, no, he doesn't suck as much as people say he does. And then yesterday he finishes with a quarterback passer rating of 0.0. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills had zero first downs. And they racked up, Corey, 33 yards in the first half. They had 33 yards of offense in the first half, the Buffalo Bills. I, um, I don't even know what to say, but besides, uh, you know, I can't. I already dropped an F-bomb off the start of the show. So, um, thing Here's is. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't, you, you can't start, you can't start, Corey. You can't start Nate Peterman again against the Chargers, the same team that he threw five interceptions against, bro. Like, they have to go to Josh Allen. Take, t- let's look at it this way. Maybe the Baltimore Ravens are just that strong defensively, especially at home. T- to the point where they would have came in there and shut anybody down. The Ravens have always traditionally been stout on defense. The younger pieces they got starting to emerge now. Maybe Baltimore at that home at home is just that good defensively that maybe it's an overreaction. Today is overreaction Monday. Maybe you're overreacting saying, you know what, let's give this kid the hook right now. Well, let's you see, see what happens next weekend McDermott, in Los Angeles. McDermott McDermott loves McDermott loves this guy Peterman like Collinsworth loves Rodgers. I mean, look, yeah. he benched Tyrod Taylor, even though they were, in, they were in the playoffs, they were five and three. He benches yeah. Tyrod Taylor. I, don't, I, I think he's going to start him again. If, you, if I had to guess and bet who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Buffalo Bills this week, I would say it's going to be Nate Peterman again. That's crazy I as would, it sounds. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Now, he gets an opportunity for revenge against the team that he threw five interceptions against. This, yeah, this is his spot, event, and it's so. it's it's in Buffalo this time. And to me, I would do it. You can't just you can't be reactionary. And if Al is not ready, he's not ready. Yeah. And the game just got away from the Buffalo Bills. Aren't as bad as the final score and as it as it looked yesterday. Exactly. This is it, though, for Peterman. You give him one last chance against the team. It's almost cruel if you don't let him start at this point. You give him one last chance against the team that basically destroyed his reputation. I mean, the kid played one game, and he's going to remember for this forever. Uh, you know, th- this is his opportunity against the Chargers. Yeah, all right, so, yeah, I, and I get it, and I think that's a good idea. They're going to be motivated next week. It's the home opener, Orchard, you know, on Orchard Park. So, I look, I hit, look at the, listen to the horse racing guys. Oh, home listen, opener. listen, 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 listen to them. There you go. Look at that. Going crazy over them horses. Sounds, it sounds like everyone won. What are we missing out on, man? Like the whole room's winning <laughs> over there, man. The whole room's hey, winning. Somebody going to throw their back out, cheering up and jumping up and down like that. Listen, home opener, Buffalo, Bills Mafia, they're going to come out there and have a good performance next weekend against the Chargers. I wouldn't fret, Gabe. I expect them to as well. I'm surprised, yeah. though. The, the odds makers aren't overreacting. Well, they are a little bit, I guess. But, the, you know, you look at the <laughs> Buffalo Bill quarterback situation. I don't know if it's an overreaction. But I'm surprised, Corey. I thought maybe after the Bills lost 47-3, you know, that it would be like 10. It'd be like 10-point yeah, favorites or something like that. But, nope. Um, Let me guess. Five, five, no, five and a half? It was seven last we checked. 
And I'm okay. just looking here on Twitter. We got a bunch of tweets coming in. Jesse, I like this. Thank you, Jesse, for keeping track of this. I really appreciate it. Um, and I haven't taken a long field goal in every game, but it is fitting. So six, six over long field goal props, eight under long field goal props. The domes are three and two to the under. See exactly. Two games tonight, both 45 and a half. Thank you. Um, long field goal tonight. Well, listen, Prater's one of the best kickers in the league, specifically yes, in the dome. Remember, he was great in Denver, and then he, you know, now he's in the dome. But my long field goal prop, it's not to overthink it, Corey, but it actually cashes often in domes, no wind and et cetera. So three and two to the over, 45 and a half, and then you got the Raider game tonight. Janikowski's finally gone. So uh, ecstasy and Molly dealers in the Oakland area uh, are um, they're out of business. <laughs> like there's there's local drug dealers in Oaktown right now, man. They're like, where's that Janikowski kicker at, man? Sebastian Sebastian had to had to push us out there getting money, huh? Yeah, but isn't he in Seattle now? Yeah, he's in Seattle now. I think he struggled a little bit him. yesterday too. I think I he struggled a little bit yesterday. yesterday too. I know he's somewhere now, and I heard that he that he struggled so um. I'll have to double down and check in on that one. Big Seabass. Been doing it for a long time. I give him his props. Yeah, yeah, man. Dude has been around forever. So, Baltimore, listen, we can't overreact to Baltimore. But I got to be honest, Corey, I like the Ravens coming into this year, so I'm not surprised. And I think the yeah. Ravens give the Steelers all they can handle in this division. I think they're as good as the Steelers are, pretty much. I get the Steelers are a little better than they are. <coughs> I think the Ravens are a year away still. But the Ravens are a good team, and I think they're going to be a, a playoff team, and, and they're going to battle Pittsburgh for the division. Big Let game with the Ravens this. and the Bengals this week. What about and, the, and, Ra- and, and what, the Ravens? The Ravens are one-point favorite in that game. What do you think about that? A one-point favorite on the road, the Ravens are. This is a type of game that historically Cincinnati would find a way to lose, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you, same, I, I agree with you 100%. Like you'd think, wow, well, the Cincinnati's at home. They just won against Indianapolis. This is the type of game where after we're asking ourselves Friday morning, why did we bet on the Bengals two weeks in a row? Yeah, that's not a good that's not a good proposition right there. These they teams gave us hate a, each they, other. Oh, the, the whole AFC North, the, the whole AFC North hit after the play. The whole division yeah. hit after the play. Like you guys the in division. the in the these guys like yep. will be willing to fight in the parking lot after. Like the Bengals and oh, the yeah. Steelers. They try to hurt each other for real. Like they, they no, no, no. They, they go after each other's knees and they go for Va- hard. Like Vontez Perfect has torn up Le'Veon Bell's knee a couple times. You look at the, the playoff game that they had, it got real crazy. And then you look at the, the situation that they had with um. You look at the situation right, well, that they had on with, the other side. Go ahead. We'll, yeah. we'll be right back. Game time decision continues. Red Heat and Rage Radio. We'll tell you about Bet DSI and more on the other side. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Corey requested this punk rock song. Yeah, yeah, let's go. 
don't even know if there are punk rock bars anymore. Like CBGB's doesn't exist. I never heard of CBGB's, Gabe. You don't know CBGB's? Never heard of it. It's like a famous punk rock bar in New York for years, yeah. All right, all right, cool. Come all on, right. man. It's like I'm the. Sorry. Uh, it's like the. Um, it's like the Apollo of punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let me tell you this AFC, this, this AFC North. The playoff game with the Steelers and the Bengals, a bloodbath, right? Then you look at last year. Ryan Sejia gets paralyzed in that game, and Vontez Burfick takes a cheap shot from Juju Smith-Schuster that knocks him out the game. That's how these teams play in this division. Now, what I will say is this, nasty division, a lot of tough hitting and stuff like that, but those teams, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, I mean, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, hey, they're all, they're all for that action, though. No, man, they really do beat the crap out of you. Like you said, every division, if you look at every division, the teams don't like each other. I mean, that that's just, it's obvious that it's the way it is. It's yeah. the way it's supposed to be. They're, they're, they're competitors. But let's let go through each division here, Corey. Like, let's look at the, the AFC East. Yeah. Yeah, there's not real hatred. You know what I mean? The Bills and the Jets fans. Look, you and I went to a Bills Jets game last year. There was no fights. Yeah. There was no anything. No, right? uh, there was no. There's no. They both suck. So there's mm-hmm. not that. You know, there really isn't that. Whatever. People in Buffalo. People in Buffalo don't like Dolphin fans. They will throw snowballs at them and stuff, but they won't attack them. Yeah. Um, but the animosity between the teams. There's a respect factor. Now nobody likes the Patriots in the division. That's the common. Of course thing. not. Yeah. Like the Bills, like we hate the Patriots. Like the players, like they, there's like a, there's, it's nasty, the Patriots and the Bills, but they always beat us. I know the Jets have sort of competed with them and the Dolphins and the Pats actually a rivalry. But you like, you're right. Like any combination, bro, that you added up, like Pittsburgh and Baltimore, they freaking hate each other. Wall, wall, Cincinnati three. and Pittsburgh hate each other. But Forget uh, actually, about it. But to be honest, I've seen this about Pittsburgh and Baltimore. They actually say they respect each other. Oh, they like, have to. I, I, yeah, but they don't respect each other, Baltimore and Cincinnati, or Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Like, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, like, Cincinnati are sort of the team that no one respects because I think people think they take it too far, Corey. You know, with Pac-Man oh, no, Jones, with Vontez Perfect, that they're just sort of, that they will try to, like, ruin your career. They will try to take your knee out for real. The Cincinnati Bengals bring the action to you. You may not want to play that type of game, they're like, we going to play that type of game. And you saw, remember go- yesterday we saw it. We were watching a game together. Remember they kept on, like, late hits at the end of drives yeah. and stuff. That's they how they change. That's how they play. That's how they play. That's, that's, how, that's where they get their edge from. And that's that AFC North business. Pittsburgh is physical, but Pittsburgh will play a regular game with you. Cincinnati always want to turn the game into some street stuff. <laughs> it's true. It's the thuggest division. Now... Jacksonville, Jacksonville, they would fit right in in that division, actually. Uh, they don't like Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. But you got Jacksonville, Houston, Tennessee, and Indy. Indy are a finesse <coughs> team. Tennessee are just, eh, they're sort of just a faceless, you know, whatever. Houston are always hurt. They just sort of have Jacksonville. There's some dislike amongst these teams, but there's not the sheer hatred that you can compare. I've seen, obviously, the big fight between uh, Andre Johnson and and I forgot that nut name when he was on a member of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they've had their moments. 
Jacksonville don't mind getting into that work with guys like Dante Fowler on the team. But for the most part, the AFC South is a gentleman's division. You know what I would say is the next nastiest? The, so the, you've got the AFC North. I'd say the AFC, the NFC South. And you and I watched yesterday. Oh. Like, New Orleans and Tampa, it feels like the SEC. It's like Dirty South, and you can tell it's real. It's not just like, oh, yeah, it's on the football field. They genuinely don't like each other. Like, Tampa really enjoyed beating the Saints and talking smack to them yesterday. The, NF- the NFC South, the teams don't like each other, but the players don't like each other either. Last yeah. year, this is crazy. Last year when the Falcons went to New Orleans to play the Saints, the halftime show, right, Gabe? The New Orleans Saints marching band at the halftime show for, did a formation that said 28-3. Trolling the uh, Atlanta Falcons right there on the on the field for their loss to the Patriots. When the Minneapolis miracle happened, Atlanta Falcons players were on social media telling yeah. the Saints players and fans that's what you get. Those are real hardcore rivalries. Atlanta New Orleans is one of the nastiest rivalries in football. It is. Then you got Tampa, or just Tampa, they are fight. just dirty. Yeah. Yeah, Tampa yeah. will fight. Tampa like a college team, exactly. Yeah. Tampa, mm-hmm. Tampa get easily rattled. If you talk to them, they'll push you. And uh, but hey, they they were balling yesterday. Uh, and you get the the NFC West is pretty, it's pretty hard hitting too. Yeah. And Seattle, Seattle and San Fran had fierce rivalries for a while, but those days are over. Yeah, they did. And then you got the NFC East, which is pretty good as far as the rivalry is concerned. I mean, look, Philadelphia just hates everybody. And everybody seems to hate Philadelphia as well, right? It goes both ways. Well, like, you, you obviously hate, you you hate the Eagles. You hate the Giants more than the Eagles. I, I I hate I hate the Giants more than I hate the Giants more than the Eagles. I hate DC more than the Eagles. So my hatred goes New York, DC, Philadelphia. Yeah, D, yeah. And then you look at the Washington. Uh, Washington looked good yesterday, man. We talk about it. If you're grading teams, Alex Smith, the guy's a winner. That's all he does. Yeah. Everywhere he's been, he's won. And people say, oh, no, he was just on good teams. No, no. He's the quarterback on good teams. And this goes back all the way. This this goes back all the way to him playing at uh, at Utah with the Utah Utes, Corey. They were like 13-0. They went undefeated. They beat Alabama and Nick Saban in the Sugar Bowl. Urban Meyer was the coach. And then he goes to the NFL. He wins double-digit games all the time. The guy just wins football games. And if he if he's able, and you you called your bold shot today. Oh, you can tell the horses are coming down the stretch, Corey. Yeah, there you go. You can always tell when you know they're they, for the turn. But if if Alex Smith gets the Washington Redskins into the playoffs, nobody can ever say that Alex Smith was just lucky that he was on KC or San Francisco, dude. No. And I don't know if he can do it, if he can get him in the playoffs. You know, it's only one week, all right? They beat Arizona. Arizona didn't come to play. It is what it is. But everything that I see, they all say the same thing about Alex Smith in Washington. They said Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but he was disconnected from the team because of the contract stuff over the years. It was more about him. And they said Alex Smith... You know, but we have a real leader in the clubhouse now, in the locker room now. 
Uh, they were saying this before the year even started. They said it's like night and day. Our confidence level is just completely different with this guy in the huddle. And you freaking saw it yesterday. He was like a he was like a uh, he was like a doctor, just you know, like a surgeon. They, they, they picked those guys apart yesterday, Corey. All right, listen, I, I, I was I was on DC in the off season, but see what I worry about with DC now is this running game. Kirk Cousins never had a running game in Washington. They go out, they draft guys from LSU. He tears his ACL, they bring in Peterson. Peterson was excellent yesterday. He's not going to be excellent a month from now. He's going to start to wear down. He's an older running back. It's going to happen. Can Smith still keep this team winning when Peterson starts to slow down? That's going to be interesting. Not to mention the fact, let's say this is a playoff team in the NFC. It's going to come to a point late in the season, in the playoffs, where Alex Smith is going to have to make a play. Alex Smith don't make plays. Alex Smith can drive the bus, but he can't go out there and win you the game. He's going to need he's going to need everyone to stay healthy on that football team. And as yeah. you mentioned, I, I can't believe Listen, AP, he was running angry yesterday, dude. You see him? He, yeah. He's got a chip on his shoulder, too. But you're right. He's not going to be able to do that on a weekly basis. Uh, Jordan Reed needs to stay healthy. If Dawson can can contribute something, but he gives them a chance to win football games. It's amazing, like what the the confidence in the perception can do, Corey. No, I think he, I think he's a perfect quarterback for what they're trying to do. Um, I would have liked it even better if Geis was the running back. I think he's competent. I think he's got good pieces on offense. As the season goes along, you'll see guys like Crowder and Dawson getting more involved. Obviously, the connection with Jordan Reed is going to be there. While he's healthy, he's the most talented guy. You look how they were using Thompson out the backfield. He was almost unstoppable. But what Alex Smith is always going to come down to, can you make that throw on third and 13 with two minutes left and you in Lambeau Field? I don't know if Smith can make that throw. Cincinnati Bengals uh, beat the Colts uh, yesterday. Uh, Of course, me and Corey saw all the 1 o'clock games. Uh, together and uh, so did you guys watch it we appreciate you joining us we're going to be doing it again uh next uh sunday actually no i got a flight sunday afternoon so i'll be in i gotta leave at one Corey. actually i got a flight okay. at like three or four or something like that but i'll be in i gotta get, I'll be some, in sunday I gotta get morning. somebody to roll i gotta get somebody to roll with me it'll be a couple of weekends that i take that sunday off too so we'll figure it out as we go yeah well i don't know maybe kurtz will join you but like you said he's not going to come in right he's, he's not we, got, he's, we need somebody to come in We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, I wish we'll, I could. we'll get something. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. There's still there's still a week. Um, so the Bengals the Bengals play on Thursday against the Ravens. It's a big game that game. You said it's amazing, Corey. So that's that's what's so cool about football, isn't it? And we'll get to your guys and the Giants and the Cowboys game. That's what's so cool about football. It's like well, it's still early. It's only one week, but we all know the percentages of teams that make the playoffs. If you go 0 and 2, Corey, basically you got like a 10% chance of making the playoffs. It's just the way it, it is in the it, NFL. It's, like it's, it's critical if you're, and if you're 1 and 0, <coughs> like if you're a team like the Bengals and you're 1 and 0 and no one believes in you, it's freaking massive, dude, if they win and they can get up to 2 and 0. It just, it just is for the season. Like the Bengals could have a great year if they win this football game. If they lose this game, it might be same old, same old Bengals. There's a lot of stake in week two. Lot, yeah, no, in the NFL, every game is so important. Every week, uh, the light shines bright on these guys. You look at the situation this upcoming weekend, you got two teams already, well, both one and no records. Whoever gets this W will be in the catbird seat in the, in, the, in the division. Obviously, Pittsburgh is going to come around the Browns and win a few games also. But the winner of Thursday night is in the catbird seat. And I know what I tell you what, Gabe, 
it seems like the Browns and the Bengals play on Thursday night every year, much like the Bills and the Jets. Yeah, they do. Well, there's, yeah, the Bills, because they, they they want to uh, get rid of these teams. <laughs> <And> force, <laughs> well, before, it was like, you know, they they had this rule about every team had to be on national television at least once. Yeah. And the th- if you look at a Thursday night matchup, so let me look at this, Corey. Thursday night, Thursday night football matchups. As you stated, usually the um, usually the Thursday night game is a division rivalry game, and it kind of sucks. Yeah. And they're boring games, the rivalry game. All right, oh, come on, man. All right, here we go. So, what does Fox? You got to figure it out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, listen, Fox, Fox come in Thursday, September the 27th. So, until then, it's just on the NFL Network. Yeah, and sucks. last week we had, yeah, so last week there was none. It was on NBC. So now you get the Ravens and the Bengals divisional game. Not too bad, though. Decent game. Next Thursday, Corey, this is the one. The Jets at the Browns, Thursday Night Football. Yeah, you see, now come on. What are we doing? What are we doing? I, Can the this is why the NFL, this? like like the NBA would never do this, Corey. That's the thing. And no, the NFL, no. and then they blame Kaepernick for the ratings. Oh, it's because the players kneel. <laughs> the ratings are down. No, it's because he put the Jets and the Browns on national television, even tonight. Why the hell? Like, imagine the NBA, Corey, the first game of the year. What do the NBA do all the time? It'll be LeBron James and Steph Curry, and it'll be the Houston yeah. Rockets or whatever versus the Warriors. They'll go, they'll roll out the red carpet and put the be- the best teams on TV. The NFL... The first Monday night game of the year, the Jets and the Lions. Like, really? Yeah. Two historically hapless franchises, the Detroit Lions and the New York Jets, a team that's going uh, to uh, two of the franchises that have flirted with 0-16 a ton of times. They give us that. The NBA, the NBA would have gave us Boston and Philadelphia right out the gate. Let's go. Yeah. So, but I'll tell you what. So, the NFL Network, they've got the game tonight. They've only got a couple of games. So, they've got the game tonight. Then the following week, they've got the Jets and the Browns. So then Fox, and Fox paid a lot of money. So mm-hmm. Fox comes up Thursday, September 27th, Vikings at Rams. That's a good real, that's, that's a good one. The following one right week, there. Colts at Patriots. So they go for the old Luck versus Brady deal. Yep. The following Thursday after that, Thursday, October the 11th. My birthday. Is that your birthday, really? Yes, yeah, my birthday. Wow, the Eagles are at the Giants that day. How about that? Look at that one right there. Philadelphia at New York. That That's Thursday a turnpike rivalry. Yeah, that's going to be good times. I'll be out someplace watching that and drinking beer. Um, the you probably be after with that, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or, we'll, or we'll go to the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Won't have to worry and about I, getting all put out of that one. <laughs> yeah, you can cheer for a tie. You don't want either team to win. Exactly. Uh, br- Broncos, Cardinals, all right, eh, whatever. Dolphins at Texas, Eagles, Jags, Raiders at 49ers, Panthers at Steelers, Packers at Seahawks, Saints at Cowboys. See, the Thursday night schedule is much better as the season goes this year. They've learned yeah, their once lesson. they get those games off NFL Network, the games do improve on, on the Fox Network. Well, I think the NFL it was so sort of arrogant, Corey, that they figured, you know what, we could put anybody on TV and they'll watch. And because let's be fantasy. real. I've been telling fantasy people this for years. You, you know this, too, because you're a big NBA guy. The NBA is more popular with teenagers than the NFL is. Like, the NBA is more popular globally than the NFL is. And the NFL used to be unthinkable that they wouldn't be the biggest league. The NBA has pretty much caught them and is passing them, in my opinion. 
I would say that the NBA is nipping at the heels of the NFL. Yeah. It's getting they're there. closer yeah. and closer. Yeah, they're there. They're in the conversation. And your thing about it is, if you look at the NBA playoffs, the NBA playoffs game is 17 weeks long, just like the NFL regular season. Yeah, that's it. Wow. The, the playoffs, they, they feel like it takes forever, too. <laughs> and I think I think they want it to feel like the like an NFL season, and they give you games every night. Yeah, they do, and... Carton brought it up, and I've, I've been speaking about this for years, actually. Remember in the, like the NFL, people used to talk about it all the time. Like, I remember in the offseason, people would call the radio shows, and, oh, I want to talk about this, and what about the, the draft, and what about, you know, this and that, and the schedule. People would talk about the NFL. People don't now. The NFL sort of pops up, and, hey, look, the NFL's here. You know what I mean? People are really starting to talk about the NFL around August 25th, 26th, sort of last week of September, last week of August, excuse me. But the NBA... You mentioned it, Corey. You got the NBA, you got the regular season, then the playoffs go all the way into the summer, and then they have the draft, which people love to talk about, and then boom, they have the NBA Summer League the last two, three the, weeks. Then, it's on the TV. Offseason, off the free agency, NBA free agency is huge. Yep. And there's always international basketball play, too, that NBA guys are playing in in the summertime. So, like, that basketball really is a year round sport. Uh, right they have now. The, biggest, the biggest stars in sports playing the NBA. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And uh, there's the biggest money in sport, too. Yeah, in the yeah NBA. right. You can make big money playing baseball, but you can be J.J. Redick and make $24 million a year in the NBA. You can be an average guy. I'll tell you something crazy about the NBA compared to baseball, Corey, as far as popularity. Yeah. It'll blow your mind. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Ready to rage radio. Corey Parson in for Cam Stewart. I am Gabriel Morenci. As we told you guys earlier, Daily Roto. We always talk to Italian, man. You got to sign up dailyroto.com. When we talk about the millions of dollars that dailyroto.com subscribers win playing fantasy sports in these commercials, we aren't being facetious or exaggerated. Congratulations to DailyRoto.com subscriber Skip Bitter on turning his $9 DFS entry into $1 million using the DailyRoto.com NFL DFS Optimizer. Head over to DailyRoto.com and click on Go Premium, and you can find out how you can party with our successful community of daily fantasy players. And if it's sports uh, wagering and betting you're into, check out the DailyRoto.com slash betting tools. We're going to be able to use the same tools and algorithms for money line picks, um, ATS, game totals, and a player prop uh, tool that can now be a turn loose to forecast spectacular game performances uh, that you can now capitalize on without having to worry about salary caps. 
Go to dailyroto.com and click on Go Premium, the industry website where millionaires are made, literally. Um, you know, and we talk about it all the time, guys, but a dailyroto.com subscriber paid his 19 bucks and ends up winning a million dollars. Obviously, well, 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 well worth it. Corey, his lineup was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Who was only 1.1% owned. I'm surprised he wasn't a little bit more owned than that. So he was. He had Ryan Fitzpatrick, 1.1% yeah. owned. Alvin Kamara, 35%. And um, Ryan Fitzpatrick had 42 uh, fan duel points. Alvin Kamara had 38 fan duel points. He had James Conner, 31 fan duel points. Michael Thomas, 30 fan duel points. Kenny Stills, 24.6 fan duel points. Deshaun Jackson, 29, only 1% owned. That was yep. a big, uh, big difference for him right there. Rob Gronkowski, 19.8. Um, David Johnson. It's amazing. David Johnson actually really didn't have a great fantasy day. Only 15 uh, fan duel points, 24% owned. Yet he was still able to win a million. And the Miami Dolphins was the defense. Got him 13 fan duel points. 244.28 fan duel points. Nine dollars, one of a million dollars. Unbelievable. That's crazy, right? And you look at the lineup and you say to yourself, man, I could have put this together myself, but you never do. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Yeah, that's how it sounds all the time, don't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Could I, ah, should I, was going to. That's the life of a gambler. I was going to do this. I was going to mm -hmm. do that. Um, all right, speaking of which, BetDSI is celebrating 20 years. The industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payment. Uh, you can play virtually every sport over at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering at all major sporting events. Uh, use promo code FNTSY. That's BetDSI offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code FNTSY and check out BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. Promo code FNTSY. Head over and start winning Winning today. Yep, there you go. All right, so uh, we're talking NFL football. Uh, Drew Dinkmar is going to join us. We'll talk at DFS. Um, Minnesota and San Francisco uh, yesterday. Listen, that was, that's a tough spot for any football team, uh, Corey, to open up the season against the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are they're a damn good team. Now, the thing with the Vikings, they almost starting to remind me, though, of the – the Washington Nationals or the Toronto, I think the Toronto Raptors are a better example. Like where the Raptors like dominate in the regular season, but then they, they lose in the playoffs every year. And this is what the Vikings do. And the, the Vikings have been doing this for years, Corey, like going back, yep. remember to Randall Cunningham and Moss days, even or Culpepper and Moss and Cunningham in the old days and Carter, they remember 15 and one, 14 and two, even when Brett Favre was there so close, they never get over the top. No, they've been trying to um, for a few years now. And the thing about it is I'm kind of – I'm torn. I, I, it, it's, just, it's hard to figure out why they can't push that final button to get over the top. So I don't know if it's the coaching staff. I think they can also use a couple extra pieces. But they should be in contention to uh, go to the Super Bowl this year, Gabe. I think they are. It's up to Kirk Cousins to deliver. But he played well yesterday. Um, so for, for DFS purposes, anytime you get a new quarterback or fantasy, not just season long or whatever, you get a new quarterback, you never really know where the chemistry is going to be. 
and who he's going to connect with. But we saw the chemistry yes. was pretty good with Adam Thielen out of the gate. Six catches for 102 yards for Adam Thielen yesterday, Corey. Now, nah, Thielen's the man. Thielen's a, ball, a good ball player. Stephon Diggs is going to get that work also in this offense. So I think he's got two dynamic weapons on the outside. But once Dalvin Cook gets rolling, he's going to be the go-to guy in this offense. But I, listen, everybody is good. The question now is, can Cousins navigate them and get the ball to the right person at the right time, keep that offense fresh and rolling all the way until you get to February? Well, you know, that's exactly it. They beat San Francisco in San Francisco. All right, that's cool. That game was in Minnesota, right? Yeah, no, excuse me. You beat San Francisco in Minnesota, but that, that's all right. But now you get Green Bay this week. And yeah. this is this is why you this is why uh this is why you you brought Kirk Cousins in to win football games like this. And the Minnesota Vikings have won games like this. So now it's up to Kirk Cousins to win games like this. It'll be interesting, almost like when Carson Wentz comes back. He's never won a playoff game for them. We know Nick Foles has, right? Yeah. You can, you can never assume uh, anything. So San Francisco, I thought San Francisco battled, though, yesterday. They showed me something. They didn't roll over and quit, but they did get banged up a little bit. Like I was saying, it's it's tough for anybody to go into Minnesota and win a game, Corey. It really is. No, that's, that's hostile environments. Always been that way. Not to mention the fact they got a good team with a solid defense, well-built team, a nice balance on both sides of the football um, here's the thing about it is, though, Aaron Rodgers is such a difference maker. We saw that again last night. Now, you get a hobbled Aaron Rodgers coming into your building, you got to feel pretty good about it, especially with a D-line and the secondary as stout as the one the Vikings have. I think the Vikings pull it off. It's still early in the week. I think the Vikings pull it off. I think they take the reign as a top team in the division to start the season. But it's going to be much closely it's going to be much more closely and hotly contested this year than years in the past because it was the Vikings. I mean, it was the Packers. That division was top-heavy. It was the Packers and everybody else. Now you look at that division, and I think you got more balance, even as far down as the uh, Chicago Bears. At Heat and Rage Radio, we apologize uh, for the technical, uh, technical glitch. I don't know, man. We had like nearly 90,000 people tuning in the other day. I think it's because Corey Parsons with us. The show's so popular, the site crashed. You think we, you think we broke it? Yeah, I, I didn't know what happened there, Corey. I was like, I thought, oh, no, is it me? And then I realized, no, because we got the chat going and basically said, no, no. The entire, we just, we all dropped at once. So I said, I think we're so popular that we're crashing the site now. I think that's what just happened. I think that's probably got a, a good idea of what's going on right there. We back up and rolling right now, though, so we got you covered. Yeah, yeah, we're back uh, right now, and the book is starting to fill up uh, a little bit uh, right now as we're a little more than an hour away uh, from kickoff. Drew Dinkmeyer uh, will be joining us. Drew Dinkmeyer uh, will be joining us in a couple minutes. We'll talk some uh, some DFS. So we're talking about uh, the Saints and the Buccaneers game and about the dude winning a million dollars. But how about Ryan Fitzpatrick? 417 yards, four touchdowns. 48 points. Now, this is what's amazing about this, uh, Corey. Ryan Fitzpatrick completed two passes of 50 yards or more. All right? So, two 50-yard-plus plays in a game. Last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers only had two plays of 50 yards or more, pass plays of 50 yards or more, all year. All year! Yeah. It's amazing, like, what... It's amazing what winning and competing will do for the swagger of a team as you saw Tampa suddenly Deshaun Jackson cared their defense was flying around 
because their offense was lighting it up. It's a new season for them. We might. Everyone thought Tampa. I thought Tampa was going to suck. You didn't. I thought they were going to be terrible. But they came to play yesterday and watch them upset the Eagles up next now too. I think they will also. Listen, they got some good pieces on both sides of the football. They haven't been able to put it together. Now, people will say, well, look at Jameis Winston, the off-the-field stuff and the, the, the way he played last year. When Winston was out there on the field last year, he actually played pretty well. Now, the team was losing. The problem is Winston is under so much pressure because he's scared to turn the football over. They've beaten to his head. If you turn the football over, you can't be our starting quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick, on the other hand, he doesn't have that pressure. Ryan Fitzpatrick don't give a you-know-what if he come out and throw four or five interceptions. He's going to keep lighting it up. Jameis Winston has to play the same way. Sit back, be a gunslinger, just like Ryan Fitzpatrick, and don't worry about the interceptions. It's always going to be a part of Jameis Winston's game. Uh, it is, and there's good, similar to Le'Veon Bell. Jameis, I think Jameis Winston has to see Ryan Fitzpatrick and doing what he's doing right now and think, mm-hmm. damn, I better start working out more. I better start realizing it. I think Jameis Winston just sort of figured, hey, I was the first overall pick. I have the job, and what are they going to do? Yet, he he wasn't bad, Corey. I don't think Jameis Winston sucks, but when you watch Jameis Winston, you always get the feeling he could be better than he is. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. I still think that that time is going to come. I think that he's going to be a quarterback that ends up rebounding and have a good long career in Tampa. Um, I know he recently had a birth of a child. I think, like you said earlier this morning, that he said he's going to stop drinking after this latest um, situation. You know, I think it's a young man coming into the league, and he's just going to need a little bit more maturity. And I think when he comes back in after the suspension, I think we see a, a, different, a different Winston. We're going to have to. I mean, he's, uh, he's going to have to for right. himself. They basically have told him. I mean, he's a, he could be like another violation away from a long suspension or even an ejection from the league, which, you know, might be a little extreme considering, I mean, we don't really know what happened in Tallahassee to begin with, but they're on him. They're watching him now. And the production just hasn't been there. Uh, that, that, that's what it comes down to. I mean, we t- I talk about it. He's been favored in a football game 12 times. He's only covered three of them. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Drew Dinkmeyer joins us on the other side, one of the top DFS players in the world. We'll talk some DFS for tonight, and uh, I'll get to my best bets. We'll get Corey's thoughts, all that and more. Game time decisions, lineup block live. Coming up next, Red Eat and Rage Radio, live from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Does your fan? 